0: Yeah, I realized the other day that my AirPods are, like, five years old, and I've thought that I was going deaf in one of my ears, because I was like, oh my god, it's, like, so soft. Well, no. A, you use a little, like, gummy, and it, like, gets rid of all the gross stuff, like, ear stuff.
1: Yeah. But,
0: um... When I put regular, like, corded AirPods in, the music is so loud. And so it's just the AirPod that's dying. It's not my left ear that's dying. So that's good. But yeah, I'm Gelda.
1: And I'm Steph. And that was cleaning AirPods Corner. <laughs> <laughs> We are midst move. We are, uh,
0: yeah, there's a lot of shit going on right now. And I'm going to bite my tongue on some of it. But, um,
1: <laughs> You know who else has a lot going on? No, whoever runs the um YouTube channel for SNL has something going on because they accidentally titled this season 47, episode 14. Last time I checked, maybe they fixed it by now. Um, but it had me really confused for a second there.
0: To be perfectly honest, I've made the same mistakes in terms of, like, I'll, like, upload an episode and then I'll be like, huh, I I don't think, I thought it was a different episode and I'll look at it and realize that I copied the previous episode's stuff and then forgot to change the episode number. So, I mean, I've been there, done that, I get that. Um... I, as someone on SNL Twitter, the weird side of SNL Twitter came out last night. Um, it was just basically a bunch of people lusting over random cast members and um, how weird side of SNL Twitter shit. There was something I was going to say. I don't fucking know. I'm too high. Um, anyway. <laughs> we are oh it was somebody tweeted i real. i feel really bad for the snl intern or the snl or like the person that's at 30 rock doing like social media for snl on saturday night because it just got real fucking weird last night and i thought the i feel bad for someone at snl who has to see this was fucking funny But anyway, um, yeah, we're covering season 47, episode 15. It aired on March 12th, 2022.
1: Yeah, it was hosted by Zoe Kravitz and the musical guest was Rosalia. So let's just get right on into the cold open for this episode, um, which was a situation in which Biden has TikTokers come to the White House to talk about what they should do with Ukraine. And the sketch featured, uh, Kate McKinnon, Chloe, Feynman, Keenan Thompson, Andrew Dismuse, Chris Redd as Jason Derulo. Oh my God. Eddie Bryant, <laughs> Monsieur Villasenor, uh, and Bowen Yang, of course. And James Austin Johnson as Biden, of course.
0: <laughs> Last episode figured out, Ooh, I'll mute when I'm not talking and then I can drink and cough and do whatever. Um, You'd think it wouldn't have taken me a year and a half to figure that shit out, but whatever. Um, Or at least maybe six months since we've had the new mics.
1: The mute feature is great on the microphone.
0: Yeah, so this was a spoof of something that actually happened. Um, Basically, Joe Biden and his crew had... A meeting, and I don't know if Joe Biden was like in the meeting, but they had a meeting about like how to portray the war in Ukraine right now. And it was with very well known slash highly viewed TikTokers. And you know, they joked in the cold open like Kate McKinnon is Jen Psaki, who Jane got me a t-shirt from I believe uh it was either the Washington Post or Midas Touch. I think it was Midas Touch. Um and it's like a Saki bomb and it's like when a woman drops the truth because her name is Jen Saki, but Saki bomb. Yeah, anyway, um Jane's super political. I'm fairly political. I get fucking weird t-shirts that she sees on websites because of it. Um but Kate McKinnon, as Jen Saki says, Yeah, I suggested this meeting is a joke, and then it actually happened. And I laughed out loud. That was, like, the one time I laughed out loud during the cold open.
1: There was this great moment where Bo Yang came on, and he had, like, a plunger stuck to one of his nipples. And he, as he's talking about how new technology, like TikTok, compared to radio during World War II, the camera was, like, slowly zooming in on the plunger nipple, and I love shit like that. Love to see it on SNL.
0: It was so fucking funny. It was unexpected. I mean, I didn't expect Beau and Yang with a plunger on his nipple, but the zoom in was just such a great bit, and I feel like... I mean, okay, so we've watched two seasons of old SNL like classic SNL, Um, soon to be, we're starting on three. And I'm actually pretty excited because I've seen a few sketches recently from season three of SNL. And I think it might be better than the first two. I don't know.
1: I've heard better things at least. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's considered
0: one of the best SNL seasons. So I'm fucking ready the camera. I, I thought that was something we don't normally see. Camera angle angles like that. Like they don't normally do weird zoom stuff. And I know there's a new director. It's a woman. I cannot remember her name. I know Don Roy King, or Don Roy King. Don King. Right. I think it's Don Roy King. Um, he retired in December. Um, I know there's a new director, but. I It felt very early SNL, the zoom in on the plunger nipple.
1: It did. It's that's
0: what we'll call it now.
1: <laughs> it felt fresh, even though it felt familiar from watching the first few seasons of SNL.
0: Okay, thank you. You see, that's where I'm stupidly high and just trying to talk, and you are the writer slash you edit my thoughts. That was exactly <laughs> what I was trying to say. Yes. Ugh! <laughs> Guys, I'm exhausted. I woke up this morning and I was like, what time is it? I had no idea. And my phone was dead. So I had no clue. And then I went out to my kitchen and I was like, oh, it's 7.45. But actually, the fucking time changed last night. So it wasn't 7.45. It was 8.45. And for the first half hour of my day... I was like, what the fuck time is it? What the fuck day is it? And it also didn't help that I forgot to put my glasses on. Oh, no. Yeah, no, it was not good. Anyway, so yeah, the cold open, TikTok, White House, Aidy Bryant played a basically radical right-wing nut. She's like, It was like animal makeup, but she was like super alt-right, and that was funny. But her laughing at Kenan Thompson tripping over the fucking table was like... I giggled, and then I was like, wow, okay, so that's the best part of the cold open, I
1: guess? (sighs) Um, going on to the monologue, first, I just want to say, I didn't say this up top, but I was so excited to see Zoe Kravitz host tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, even though I haven't seen the Batman yet, I do subscribe to the belief that she and Taylor have had something going on. And so...
0: (laughs) Okay, literally, I was like, that was going to be a point of this monologue. Um, so they basically, quote-unquote, quarantined together in London last year when Zoe Kravitz was filming The Batman, um... There's some weird Instagram photos that are, like, super linked. I did not believe that Zoe Kravitz and Taylor Swift... I mean, I figured maybe they hooked up or had a thing. But there were so many gay cat women vibes in last night's show. And there were mm-hmm. kind of shout-outs to... I mean, obviously, Zoe Kravitz is at least by, But, like, I don't know. I was just like... Looking at it through a Gaylor lens, I was like, this is fucking proof. Like, I didn't believe in, I believe it's Zoe? It's, it, it, I don't know. I don't fucking know. The Gaylor Swift Reddit page, guys, it's, I, I believe that they're a thing now. I believe they're seeing one another. Taylor Swift is gay. That's the message.
1: Studying that Reddit page is similar and rigor to studying for a phd
0: (laughs) i mean to be perfectly fucking honest that is like that's the page i go to when i'm on breaks at work when i'm like oh fuck i gotta make a phone call let me psych myself up for it i'm gonna go read some extra gay shit yeah no (laughs)
1: Or they were at some point. But if you're wondering at home why this is what we're talking about instead of the monologue, it's because there really wasn't much of a monologue here. So SNL does tend to sometimes come in and have whole sketches in place of the monologue. And that did happen last night with Kate McKinnon, Ego Wodum, AD Bryant, Chris Redd all coming on and having bits. And it was kind of funny. The whole cat thing I liked... Um, Saturday Night Live, that was hilarious, I can't lie.
0: No, that was totally hilarious, and as someone who has cats and watches Saturday Night Live with said cats...
1: The only note
0: I had from this was that Kate McKinnon said she looked like Sandy in a porn version of Grease, and I laughed out loud at that, because not only... Did I love Greece as a small child, even though I recognize it is a terrible movie with terrible messages. The songs still slap, so I'm here for it. And that was all I had to say about the monologue. Also, I want Zoe Kravitz's abs. I'm trying.
1: Yeah, my fucking God. Um, but what I was going to say is just that, like, I laughed at this and I thought it was great. I just would have loved to see Zoe speak a little bit more and just to get to know her a little bit more before we saw all these sketches. I think it would have set us up for su- success in this episode.
0: 100 fucking percent. I felt like she was barely present in her own monologue that, you know, it was just used as a catwoman ve- like a vector for catwoman jokes, but we got to know nothing about her. Like she's Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet's child. Not that I need to know details about her upbringing, but at the same time it just felt super forced and Yeah, I, yeah, like, I was like alright, it didn't set the vibe for a great show because I'm like, okay, is it, if this is what they're doing for the monologue, like maybe she's a shit actress like, is the show gonna suck like, I got no vibe of her or what kind of host she'd be because the attention was taken over by Kate McKinnon and AD Bryant and I think Ego Notum. Yeah. Um and it was just yeah, like no, okay, really
1: but
0: what am I gonna see for the next hour and a half? It didn't set it was basically a baby sketch. It didn't set a vibe for the show, and I didn't like that.
1: Yeah, and I was disappointed because going into this episode, I didn't know much about Zoe Kravitz, but I did know that once an interviewer asked her like, how she sort of rose to fame, and her response was, well, I have two really famous parents. So I feel like she has the potential to deliver a great SNL monologue, like, just a classic one that we give to all the other people who come on, like, you know, fucking John Mulaney last week. Why didn't we give it to her?
0: Right? Um, And, I mean, yes, I get it. John Mulaney, yes, he does stand-up. It's, you know, he basically does the bits um, from his show during the SNL monologue, but... Yeah, I really feel like this was a time to let her shine, and it didn't fucking happen. And I was mm-hmm. a little irritated. That being said, I I am like, huh, I say 60% sure she'll host again, simply because, I mean, fuck. Her dad is Lenny Kravitz. Her mother's Lisa Bonet. Have you seen the video of Lenny Kravitz, like, dropping it on stage and his leather pants split?
1: Oh, gosh, no. Uh,
0: yeah. So, he basically, like, drops it while he's playing guitar and his leather pants split, and you can see Lenny Kravitz's um, private bits. They're out there. And, um, Lenny Kravitz apparently has a Prince Albert. Oh, my gosh. Right? And fucking Lenny Kravitz his acknowledgement of this i want to say he was performing at glastonbury or it was a fucking festival i can't remember where but steven tyler fucking texted him like dude you never told me you had a prince albert and lenny kravitz just like took a screen grab of the message and posted it online and that was his acknowledging it oh my god it's one of my favorite moments on the internet ever Anyway, wow, we got to the monologue. We are fucking 15 minutes in. Jesus Christ. I, and again, I want to thank y'all for being patient. I uh, mm-hmm. I am a single woman who moves by herself. The only help I had was uh, Steve. I, 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 I'll give Steve credit where credit is due. He helped me move my bed frame and the mattress and the box spring and all that shit. I just picked my vape up with my feet. I'm talented. Um... <laughs> Sorry. Uh. So no, I am mid move, and I know that we have been episode light or release light as of late, but um, we're getting there. And it's my called life a diet. Is...
1: Okay. <laughs> what? I said it's called a diet. That they're, they're you're on an SNH diet, listeners. Sorry.
0: <laughs> we appreciate your patience. Uh. Life fucking. It's hard and it sucks and um. Yeah. Hello to new followers. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Um, yes, we're just humans, you know, and we're waiting for that serotonin to just kick in any, any day now, honestly. <laughs> but we appreciate you listening to us.
0: I, it's like the serotonin, yeah, it needs to kick in, but like, even then, like, I was in the mood to edit. I've just had other fucking shit going on. Like, I had to move an entire ass apartment in, I did it in what, five
1: days? Life is so fucking exhausting for no goddamn reason. I do not understand most obligations.
0: Much appreciated. I'm like 50% settled. And um, yeah, back to regular recording stuff. Anyway, so we did the (laughs) monologue. uh, Wedding speeches was the next sketch.
1: Oh my gosh. So the couple getting married in this was Kyle Mooney and Cecily Strong. Um, and this sketch also had Chris Red, who really sh- he shined, shown, I don't know last night, Mikey Day and Zoe Kravitz, the maid of honor, who was really funny in this, I thought. Uh, she really
0: was. Um, Chris Red definitely had a night last night. He was all the fuck over this episode. I feel like we say that a lot. And again, <laughs> I feel that Chris Red is, you know, Come see us in fucking three, four years, he's going to be, like, the big SNL star.
1: I feel like Eddie Murphy has sort of Will Ferrell almost, like, no, not really, because of his, he's just a little bit different (laughs) and like, his sort of career trajectory, but I I think, like, success-wise, from SNL, like, from starting there, I feel like he's on a similar path.
0: Yeah. So, okay, so we have Eddie Murphy, we have Will Ferrell. I just think Chris Red is destined for big ass things. Mhm. Anyway, the wedding speeches, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was very cringe. Like Zoe Kravitz <laughs> yeah, kept mentioning things that the bride did, and Kyle Mooney's role was just basically to be like, "What? Are you telling me you did this? What do you mean about whatever?" I don't know, it just, it was way too
1: long, and, um... It felt so long, and every new reveal was truly more cringe than the last. Yeah! And it's
0: like, they could have halved it, and it would have been just as funny, if not more. Because it just, it would have escalated. So yeah, I, I don't know, I wasn't here for this, and I can't believe this was the first fucking sketch of the night.
1: Didn't start the night off on a strong note, but I do want to give a shout out to Martin Herlihy as um, the student lover kneeling down at the table, like Jonah Hill's character, Adam yes. Grossman. I fucking lost it. Martin Herlihy. I, I'm i loving the, you know, presence of Please Don't Destroy, the ever increasing presence of those boys on this show.
0: Aha. I muted and unmuted successfully. Um. Okay. <laughs> so, Yes please don't destroy i'm totally fucking here for it um martin herlihy so this was his first like facial on screen appearance do you remember probably five six episodes ago there was like a dog with arms on a counter and they were doing science or some shit
1: yeah sort of oh my god yes oh and he was with the dog
0: yes he was the arms i just oh found that out last night because this was apparently his quote-unquote second on-screen appearance his first <laughs> being the arms of the dog at the counter so that was martin hurley Damn. and i remember us wondering who the fuck it was and i found out last night who it was just, you know only a few months delayed it's fine
1: <laughs> makes sense though
0: Um, God, I fucking love Martin Herlihy. He is... Okay, so I was speaking with Ariel, who... Ariel, at, um, some point last night was like, Kenan tripping over the table in the cold open, and eighty laughing at him tripping over the table, is the first time I've laughed all night. And then immediately responded, that's not a good thing. Um but yeah. she informed me earlier that Martin Hurley is in fact straight or at least he's dating a he's dating an NBC page who's older than him and i was like god damn it i will be a fucking cougar for martin hurley i don't care oh my um, gosh he is my type you know my type he is my type
1: oh um, yeah I'm shook at the fact that there's an NBC page older than him that he's also dating. All of okay. this is really just... Guess how old Martin Hurley he is. I'm gonna guess like 22, 23. He's
0: 23.
1: Yeah. And yeah. NBC
0: pages are 19 to 25 and apparently... God, I learned so much from Arielle today. She apparently... It, she and that entire podcast are on first name basis with Alex Moffat.
1: Oh my, I love him.
0: <laughs> oh, no, he's my fucking fame. I like him and Martin Hurley are my top dudes on the cast right now. Like, I would gladly take support. I, f- 15, 20 minutes in a closet with either of them. But apparently, Alex <laughs> Moffat is married and just had a baby with his wife, which was very distressing to my fantasies. But, you know, whatever. Um,. <laughs> The, when art no. fantasy
1: is distressing
0: but yeah he's on a first name basis with the SNL struggles podcast and they introduced someone and he was like "Any anybody that's a friend of Avery's is a friend of mine and I'm like oh my God. how the fuck are you on a first name basis with cast members but at heart we're all just SNL fanboys and fangirls like we're all here for the same reason we love this fucking show anyway wow we're a sketch in Please, fucking take over. I am exhausted and hyper. Please talk.
1: Yes. So the next sketch was an, a pre-tape, and it was about Amazon Go. I loved the concept of this sketch. Uh, I've never like been into an Amazon Go, but I've seen them and just wondered what the fuck is going on with that. And I love seeing um, you know Zoe in this. I, I loved Chris Redd. Always, um, did they get Amazon money for doing this? I don't know. But... So,
0: this is something that, however many years ago, it came out that SNL does partner with people for ads. And part of the deal is that SNL can do what they want. They might poke fun at your brand, they might, you know, it might not be totally complimentary but your name will be on it and so anytime you see a brand name in an snl sketch it's technically someone that they've partnered with and they have like a list of and again i've seen this on like reddit and another website i can't remember what um but it's like they basically have a list of companies that okay we have you know we'll do two ads for amazon or you know we're partnered for two sketches for Amazon and one for Nike and one for Toyota or what the fuck ever and they just have to write that brand around like or they write the sketch around that brand so yes i do believe they have probably taken amazon money and yes they wrapped it into a social like uh black people are not going to pick items up off of a shelf and just walk out of a store with it like this honestly was a really good piece of social satire um i thought it was it really fucking hit the nail on the head and highlighted oh well of course this is gonna feel weird to an entire subset of the population like no, it was uh, oh. something
1: that you don't normally see on us now.
0: No, this is like, I mean, they used to be this sharp in the 70s where they'd call people out. This was like the, I, this was not rare, but I don't know. It's like they were taking a stance saying, yo, like we get this is your business model, but also a portion of the population is going to feel weird about this. And social commentary from SNL, I don't want to say it's rare, but this was very pointed. That's what I was trying yes. to
1: say. It was. I agree.
0: Um. Yeah, no. It was basically considered a trap for black people. It was very on the nose. And then we went into Josh and Jason. And my only comment for this sketch was, why are we still doing this? Other than it's fucking AD Bryant and Kate McKinnon getting to do what they love and they get to, you know, fucking pretend they're teenage boys and be gross.
1: Yeah, it does... It's kind of goofy. <laughs> um, and I loved when Kate McKinnon was like, oh, I'm getting a call from my Schwab agent. it <laughs> um, was funny. But, yeah. I I meant to rewatch this to, to really have some thoughts on it, and I didn't. So that's where we're at. All I have is the word patella on patella. That's really...
0: Yeah, it was... Um... Yeah, it was a choice. I mean, basically, other than like, okay, so we basically got to see, I mean, I would have loved to have seen Zoe Kravitz kiss Kate McKinnon. I I was totally here for that. And literally Twitter was like, is this where they're going? Oh my God. And it didn't happen, but I wanted it to.
1: Classic queer baiting.
0: Uh-huh. But yeah, basically... And I mean, this episode was a pretty gay episode. I mean, there was a lot. I mean... Yeah. So, that was my take on Josh and Jason.
1: The next sketch opened up and... It was like Disney Minus, which was shows that they don't normally like promote or whatever. And so it was about Princess and the Frog, which oh my God got done so fucking dirty by the Walt Disney Company.
0: Uh huh. Um, and that was the last hand animated movie, correct?
1: They seriously use that as an excuse as to why they needed to move away from continuing to do it. not not hand animated, but like like just not the three D style now, like CGI, like, com- yeah, computer generated, yeah. Not the CGI, Um, um, although it was still made on a computer in a different way.
0: Yeah. I have seen Princess and the Frog twice. Um, They can use it as an excuse as to, oh, it wasn't popular, blah, 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 but it wasn't popular because of their marketing, and it was, what, 2009 or 10, and they were afraid to push a black princess because fuck Disney. Anyway, I shouldn't say fuck Disney. I'm going to edit that out. No,
1: seriously. I would double down on that because you know what? (laughs) They didn't promote the black princess. They don't promote the queer stories that Pixar is trying to tell with Luca. It's ridiculous. Um, And then they go and say that the don't say gay bill is like horrible Oh, it's just horrible. The whole, everything, <laughs> it's just a circle of bad.
0: It's but so bad. I still
1: want to go to Disney World, um, obviously, and drink around the world, but it's still horrible.
0: <laughs> um, So I'm going to California in May. Have I informed you of this?
1: Yes, I have seen the place.
0: Oh, right, fuck, Jesus Christ, I'm so fucking high. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> going out there for fucking... Three nights, four days, and one of the days I cannot get together with the person that I'm going to visit, but I am most likely going to Universal that day.
1: Oh my gosh, Universal, that would be a fucking dream. I really, I need to go to California, although I'm scared that I'm going to get out there and they're going to have that, like, cataclysmic event that they're bound to have, you know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) I do, um, yeah, no, but Harry Potter World, oh, fuck and yeah. you know what? I can fucking figure out how the fuck to, it's like a hundred fucking twenty dollars to get a ticket to go in there. That being said, like, fuck it, I'm going out there. I might as well. I've been to Universal in Florida, but long before Harry Potter, and I a bitch wants butterbeer. Okay.
1: I think it's worth it. Despite J.K. Rowling being a turf, I think it's absolutely worth it if you like the Harry Potter movies because it looks just fucking like them.
0: 100%. I am so fucking excited. J.K. Rowling can go fuck herself. Uh, Harry Potter world can live forever in my mind. Because the story and the creator, it's literally the perfect example of separating the art from the artist.
1: But also, it makes you think sometimes that... What was she really saying in Harry Potter all those, and all those books? But anyways.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I see Harry
0: Potter more as like an anti-Nazi slash... It's anti... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> J.K. Rowling can go fuck herself is the uh, main point. Um, main so point. we have Disney minus Princess and the Frog. Wow, that was a tangent. Sorry.
1: Oh my god, it was. I, I was so excited about this sketch, though, as a Disney adult.
0: Yeah, uh, Chris Red was the frog. The whole sketch was basically about frogs not having penises. Um, Keenan Thompson was the bad guy. I can't remember his name,
1: Doctor Facilier, and Keenan Thompson did such a great job of bringing this character to SNL because he is kind of a goofy character in the movie. Um, He
0: really is.
1: And so he he was able to play this as, like, goofy, and, like, I just loved it. Um, When he said the hell, I lost my fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Truly. It was so well, you could tell that everybody in this sketch was just having a really good time. Because it was so absurd, but, and then, like, you have Andrew Dismukes come in as the fucking, like, mosquito or firefly or whatever the fuck he was.
1: Old Ray, the firefly who dies. And the first time that I watched this movie, I was on my period and I cried.
0: (laughs) Are you, are we the same? Because same. (laughs) The first time I saw the movie, I was bleeding like a motherfucker and I was sobbing at this bug dying. So I was just saying like, are are we like, how the fuck? Cause like, that was literally the exact experience that I remembered. When I watched this show last night, and then you just repeated it to me, but you didn't know anyway. Yeah,
1: that's actually insane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's why I was like, oh my god, how the fuck is that? Like, the similarities have to stop somewhere, right?
1: We live in a simulation.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and there was a tweet that was like, Andrew Dismukes is the only person that's seen Princess and the Frog. Um, <laughs> and were talking, yeah. Literally, <laughs> oh my like, god. <laughs> it was so fun. It was so good. It was so off the wall. It was so weird. I really enjoyed this sketch.
1: Yes, me too. Um, I Honestly, I need to mark this down as one because I did not even try to rate these last night. No, No, me either.
0: I was eating arby's and oh did we talk about my mcdonald's experience
1: a negative mcdonald's experience
0: (gasps) yeah so i was a fucking munchied bitch last uh, last night i was a fucking munchied bitch last night and me every night i ordered 20 nuggets with soda aero pro flavor
1: uh i think this is gary payton but i could be just completely tripping but oh my god and didn't you only get four nuggets
0: yes four out of 20 please it and uber eats refunded me so good on uber eats but yeah i ordered a milkshake nuggets and soda and there was no milkshake and there were four out of 20 nuggets and there was soda and that was it i was pissed
1: you got done dirty
0: I yeah, real bad and it's like I could have fucking walked there and ordered it but you know I was a little too high so alright um we have please don't destroy uh, yeah. with yeah it was cats cats are magic
1: there was so much applause right when the please don't destroy sort of like title card popped up on the screen I was here for it and so was the audience it was great
0: it gives me Lonely Island vibes. Like, people would lose their shit when they would see digital short. Or an SNL digital short. Whatever the fuck. And, yeah. So, apparently, some people really enjoy this. Some people did not. Um, I thought it was fucking hilarious in that they had this cat that they said was the smallest, fastest cat ever and they would just like take turns holding it and then it would disappear and it was really good editing
1: it was the editing in their videos always impresses me and also just some of the little jokes that go by so quick like getting ant-man a man-ant i come on
0: (laughs) paul dano was under (coughs) the sofa Like, what the fuck? And then, like, that was a whole subset of SNL Twitter last night. Was people that are like Paul Dano or Dano? Dano? I think it's Dano. I believe. Dano? I wrote Dano on my
1: notes.
0: (laughs) I have no idea. I know that he was in Little Miss Sunshine, and he was in a band that played at a local venue near where we grew up a number of times, because girls from my high school would go see it.
1: Oh my gosh, I know the one. The venue. (laughs) well the next sketch okay so this was a bit wild it was ego wadham zoe kravitz chris Red, uh as a family watching a tape of their dad that he made for after he dies but he isn't dead yet he's just like in the bathroom and they're watching the video <laughs> and i loved when at the end of this sketch they sort of like zoomed out and showed the two sets that they were in and you could see the Like, Keenan Thompson wasn't even facing them, but still, like, as he was delivering his lines, he was kind of, like, laughing a little, and, like, he knew that their reactions were, you know, really supporting his sort of performance in this whole, I lost all my money on that fucking sports betting app, or whatever that was.
0: Which I, personally, as someone who plays fantasy football, I enjoy, um, that, I think sports betting is fucking stupid. I cannot believe that you're allowed to fucking bet money through an app on your phone. Like, when I was a small child, I remember, like, people joking about, oh, if you wanted to gamble, you went to New Jersey or you went to Las Vegas, because that was where it was legal. And I literally could sit in my bed and gamble now. And that just seems stupid. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um I did appreciate the Kenan Thompson doing the fast forward motions. Every time he did that, the crowd went fucking wild because he was like yeah. the the audio was getting played and it was obviously lot. yeah, it was I I really enjoyed that. That's pretty much all that hit with this sketch for me. So.
1: Yeah, the response to that sketch online too, a lot of it was very positively talking about his fast forwarding there that was a highlight and definitely like a it was like almost the main reason or the main sort of thing holding the sketch together
0: kind of yeah because the rest of it i was like okay why are we doing this
1: yeah i'm like okay this is almost depressing um (laughs) but yeah we went into
0: i believe rosalia's first performance was next
1: yeah, and this was the only song, the only Rosalia song I really know. So, I was happy to hear it. Chicken Teriyaki and the choreography in this was great. The the whole setup was intriguing to me. A lot of really bright lights. Um, I loved it.
0: Yeah, no, it was I was definitely shocked by the set because I was not expecting it whatsoever. And this year, I mean, we've had bands, we've had like it it's felt very toned down in terms of musical guests. So seeing this, I was like, oh, wow, this is more, quote unquote, normal for, you know, an artist bringing in a set and it being not just eh, not just the uh, normal backdrop, you know, or lights or whatever. Um,
1: I loved her energy in this performance. Yeah.
0: Didn't love the first outfit, but mm-hmm. I liked the second. <laughs> um, we had Weekend Update.
1: Yeah, Weekend Update opens up by acknowledging that it's the two-year anniversary of the COVID lockdown, and they turn that into a joke about how Putin isn't really handling the stress of all this too well.
0: Yeah, I mean, the fact that, okay, it was the two-year anniversary of the lockdown, so we're going into year three of this, and then it was like, oh yeah, the two-year anniversary of the lockdown, which ironically... Um, the day everything shut down was Steve and Mai's anniversary. Oof. So, happy fourth anniversary, babe, because we all got terrified by a pandemic and the world's shutting down. It was really great, guys. Yeah, so I was laughing at that because I was like, two-year anniversary, four-year anniversary, and ironically, Steve was supposed to come over last night to watch SNL and bring his dog because I'm getting paid to dog-sit his dog um, while he's away, and he didn't end up coming over because my apartment is still a goddamn nightmare, and, um... I just needed, like, a quiet night. Yeah. But yeah, so ironically, Steve was supposed to come over to watch SNL with me, and I realized only at Weekend Update that it was apparently our anniversary, even though we're not together anymore, so.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, that was that was my train of thought for the first part of Weekend Update.
1: Wow, okay. So, <laughs> what a place to, you know, approach it from. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was just a pretty typical weekend update. There was a great moment where um, they're talking about Governor DeSantis calling Disney a woke corporation and then showing the collage of, like, all the racist Disney animation. Um, yeah. That was great. That was hilarious. They, it played really well.
0: <laughs> it, it played really well. They really went for fucking Disney.
1: As they should. <laughs> yeah and then film critic Terry Fink love to see him
0: um yeah I was just laughing I was also ripping a loose string off of my yoga pants which I'm probably gonna have to throw away cause they have like four holes in them cause they're my moving pants
1: <laughs> that was the last one um, yeah
0: Alex Moffat is Terry Fink I fucking laughed I we all know I have a soft spot for Alex Moffat, even though I learned earlier that he was married with a baby. That made me sad. I
1: forgot about that.
0: Mm. <laughs> um, we also had Kyle Mooney is Dan the Bodybuilder. Which was Yeah, is... I it was Dan
1: Bulldozer. That's what I wrote down at least. Um, Dan
0: Bulldozer the body okay right I I wrote Dan the bodybuilder down because it was disturbing and he had muscles and knowing that Aristotle Atari his weekend update bit got cut for this like what the fuck I literally have written down what the actual fuck was that last correspondent bit like how the fuck did that make it over whatever the fuck Aristotle Atari had
1: that gave me recycled baby Yoda vibes
0: Truly, though, it was Baby Yoda with muscly arms.
1: Yeah. It was just that.
0: I I mean, I know that Kyle Mooney is most likely leaving at the end of the season. I get that. But,
1: uh uh-uh. No. I'd rather see him play something, literally anything else.
0: Uh, Literally anything else. Um... We had a crossword game show called Word Crunch. Um, a lot of sex jokes this episode.
1: Yeah. There were, and a lot of mom-hole talk in this sketch in particular.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. Um, I will say that Andrew Dismukes, as the game show host, like, normally that's a role that would be filled by Keenan. Mm -hmm. And to see somebody else take on the role of a game show host and kind of bring that same, I can't believe this attitude, but it was like totally different. It was amazing. Like, I cannot wait to see more of Andrew Dismukes in the sarcastic, snappy... Game, like, host mode. Because this is the first time we've seen him in that, and I was just like, well, you know what? Fuck, he can do it. It's He does it as well as Keenan in a different way.
1: Yeah, and this game show sketch gets brownie points because it started off with that image of Richard Dawson kissing each player on a game show.
0: I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Maybe I missed that. Um,
1: it was like, remember when Richard Dawson would kiss every single... Contestant on his show and I showed a picture of it. That was the very beginning of this sketch.
0: I definitely missed that slash I'm guessing I was either stuffing my face and or maybe going to the bathroom. I don't know. I just remember it cutting to Andrew Dismukes and being like, oh, he's a game show host now. Cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah. His, okay, I don't care anymore. The delivery of that was just perfect.
1: Um, The dad hole cancer in a sea of bees that was my favorite configuration
0: yeah it was yeah i mean at that point again and the sketch was probably a little too long but at Uh, the same time i i i laughed so i didn't really care
1: right like i enjoyed it um and i also enjoyed rosalia's second performance She's sang La Fama, and she sang The weekend's parts in this.
0: Okay. See, I had never heard either of these songs before. I credit that to me being old and also um, only listening to Last Podcast on the Left for the past two weeks. Oh my god, so, me fucking
1: too. <laughs> oh
0: god, no, because they're back on everything now! So That's I'm so like great. binging all of the old episodes I was speaking with Jane earlier, and she's like, oh, what'd you do? And I was like, oh, I've been setting stuff up. I just listened to a three-parter on Joseph Mengele, and she's like, oh my gosh. Uh, maybe don't share that so excitedly, but...
1: <laughs> it's quite wild, though.
0: Yeah. Um, so, hardcore binging them, because they're back! Um, yes. Yeah, no, this, I um, I enjoyed this song almost more than the first, Um, I happened to mention on Twitter that, uh, her being wrapped in a comforter reminded me of me mid-depressive episode with, like, a knit blanket around my head to keep my head warm. And some asshole was like, both songs are trash and so is your opinion or some shit like that. And I would just like to say, sir, go fuck yourself because Steph did some research and it looks like you apparently just typed Rosalia in on Twitter and then just shat on anyone who
1: liked her performances. So I think this person just is jealous of Rosalia's beauty, perhaps. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, I liked the song. It was great.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, And then we had a sort of typical 10 to 1 style sketch that took place at the dinner table. Um, (laughs) But it was not typical because it felt quite absurd in content.
0: Yeah, um, it was couples at dinner. And I honestly... Okay, the only thing I have written down here, and I credit that to me being very high and at that point slightly, well, slightly drunk, um, it was Bowen Yang, super excited about the Ohio State University marching band's cover of Don't Stop Believing by Journey, and Uh, It was very weird. Bo and Yang was like... Bo and Yang and uh, Zoe Kravitz at one point were both like, oh, I'm gay. Oh, I'm super gay. Yeah, no. No worries. But uh, I thought that was funny. But it was just... It was a a very 10 to 1, 10 to 1.
1: Yeah, it was. I did enjoy, though, like, (laughs) seeing Bo and Yang play out this sort of, like, new obsession that he has with this song. Like, I've definitely been there with not you know, marching band covers of Don't Stop Believing, but, like, other things, perhaps. No,
0: but, I mean, again, as someone who's been moving the past few weeks, I have a fair amount of marching band pop covers on my phone for some reason. And I'm not going to lie, when you're trying to, like, load boxes and heavy shit up and down stairs, it slaps. It's got a good beat. It's really, I mean, it's good moving music. I wouldn't listen to it normally, but you got to do what you got to
1: do. I mean, yeah, it's for moving your little legs down that football field at <laughs> halftime.
0: Uh, yeah, so anyway, that was um the show. We had one cut for time, or at least one that's been released as of yet. They've been pulling weird shit recently, releasing them two days later. But as of right now, there's only one cut for time on YouTube.
1: Yes, and that was titled Can I Talk to You? And it starred Chris Redd, Ego Wodum, Zoe Kravitz, and Mikey Day wearing this (laughs) Jess beanie. That was so funny. It
0: was so fucking funny. I don't know why this got cut when, I don't know, Josh and Jason got, like, like, what are we doing? This is so much better than that. Um, It was basically two women getting gas and um Chris Red harassing them. His car was on fire. He had trash bags on his feet.
1: Yeah, he did well in this, Chris Red. And also Mikey Day when he came on. Um and yeah, I would have I I'm surprised this didn't make it into the episode.
0: I I, I really was. Like I was watching it and I'm just like, How? Like, how is this yeah, anyway, Um, I, I want to say I took offense, but not really. Uh, Mikey Day was wearing a New York Jets hat, (laughs) like a beanie. And I was like, God damn it. And they weren't wrong. Like Jets fans are not exactly the best humans, but like, I don't know, didn't feel great. (laughs) Um, That's fair. but yeah, so, and that was the episode. So what was your note of the night?
1: Okay. So my nope of the night, there was a few like contenders, I feel like, but my nope of the night is the monologue because I would have liked to see, you know, more of Zoe giving a monologue and less of what appeared to be just a regular old sketch.
0: I 100% agree. I was actually very disappointed because I was really looking forward to hearing what she had to say and it just didn't happen. So yeah, that I also agree was just, it was a miss. That was yours. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: what was your runner up?
1: I think my runner up is going to be the Disney princess and the frog sketch because I love Disney. I think Disney just makes me laugh. The costumes in this were great. And, I appreciated Andrew Dismukes a little bit at the end about that fucking character and his role in the
0: movie. 100%. Honestly, I was enjoying this, and I was like, okay, this is a really funny take on a movie that doesn't get a lot of attention. Um, And then Andrew Dismukes just fucking knocked it out of the park. And him doing the because i was like oh my god him doing this accent like is this racist but then he acknowledged that the character in and of itself was racist so like it it was fine i was nervous there for a second but it turned out okay um he's been yeah, the his... movie and has thoughts <laughs> yeah so um All right, so we now, I mean, again, the Chris Red frogs don't have penises. (laughs) Um, Like, him being like, but that doesn't matter, though, right? And then, like, describing how, like, it was fucking wild. The sketch went places I didn't know it could go, and I was never upset. So, yeah, I um, agree that, um, yeah, that's my runner-up. So are we going to do nice. this? <laughs> What's your, what was your favorite?
1: Okay, so this is also just a tough one, but I'm going to choose Please Don't Destroy video.
0: Mm-hmm. This is like the third time that that's happened, that we've matched entirely. Wow. Something in the air. Yeah no so sorry I wasn't trying to be weird I was just like I I was laughing because I was like okay we both had the same no we both had the same runner up and it was like well I suppose there's only like three more things that she could pick um but yeah no please don't destroy was definitely best because that fucking cat
1: the cat great to see there was a real dog also great to see there was props physical comedy you know wordplay the whole thing was just great it was great please oh my god (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah please please don't yeah anyway please um, (laughs) don't (laughs) destroy uh i i do want to give an honorable mention to amazon go stores Mm. because that It was between Please Don't Destroy and Amazon Go stores. And the reason I chose Please Don't Destroy was A, because it had a cat. B, it was funny. Whereas Amazon Go stores felt a little too real because you know the sketch was born out of somebody being like, yeah, they want me to go into a store, take something off the shelf, and then just leave?
1: That's a valid fear. Yeah.
0: That sketch was born out of... A minority's experience at an Amazon Go store, and it—it it was just a little too real, and yeah. I still think it was a great piece of comedy. But that is the reason it did not get Uh my favorite. And please don't destroy. Did also please don't destroy has Martin. <laughs> that
1: um, it
0: does. Yeah. So it's been an hour. Um. <laughs> whoops. Uh, you can find us on all of the major podcast platforms don't forget to like, subscribe rate and review uh, there's a website satnighthighpod.com and our gmail is satnighthighpod at gmail
1: yeah and you can find us on social media we're on twitter, reddit, youtube and uh, and I think that's that's it we're at Sat Night is spelled n-i-t-e on twitter
0: uh yeah, so you'll be getting like a triple drop of episodes today when you're hearing this. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I am uh I'm Gilda, and I'm very high and I'm gonna continue unpacking.
1: I'm Steph, and I'm gonna go and clean up my fucking apartment.
0: <laughs> Happy, Happy highs. highs.